There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Good morning, everyone. It's Friday, January 26th. I'm John Weigel here with Ben Berkeley, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. In today's episode of What Billionaires Are Throwing Money At Now, we're covering the fascinating world of cryonics and extreme wealth preservation. In other words, immortality. Multi-million dollar investments are being made from the likes of Sam Altman, Jeff Bezos, and more. But will these cryo trusts work and will this save them from their inevitable graves? We'll get into that and much more, but first let's give you the hits and headlines today across business and tech. Starting off in Google News, Pixel 8 Pro users rejoice. You can now use your phone's thermometer app to take your temperature or someone else's with a forehead scan. Readings can also be saved to Fitbit for health tracking. Uh, John, oh, sorry. I do have a quick question for you, and I recognize that you did not perhaps make this phone, so you probably can't tell me. This might be a really dumb question with a simple answer. My phone, when it charges, it does get warmer. Is that going to affect the accuracy of readings, if that's happening to your phone. And this is just where my head went. And um, again, I know you didn't make the phone, but like you can still just pretend you did, right? And tell me how this is not going to be a problem. Well, if I was pretending to make the phone, I would tell you that it's not a problem because the Pixel 8 Pro does not overheat, definitely. And it never will ever. Oh, great. Probably. Problem solved. Not concerned (laughs) about this anymore. Thank you. (laughs) I'm glad we could clear that up. Moving over to Microsoft, the company just launched Mesh which is an immersive Microsoft Teams feature that lets employees meet virtually in 3D and VR meetings with or without a VR headset. And this also adds yet another layer to Microsoft Teams that I will fail to understand. Next, from big tech to fast food, McDonald's new spinoff Cosmic seems to be quite a success. The first location in Bolingbrook, Illinois, saw more than twice as many visits as a normal McDonald's in the same month. So we're wondering, is this a fad or is Cosmic's here to stay? Ben Berkeley, your take on this. I mean, we're going to find out. They are launching another 10 locations this year, so we'll get a much better sample size than one location just being launched, and it's like the one in the country, and it's a novelty. Feels like maybe not something to base our view of this whole product on. Sure. But I do think it has a shot. I don't see why not. If you are in the restaurant world and you're betting against McDonald's, you are probably making a mistake. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see it, but not going to put too much stock into it yet. Yeah, we'll see. I think when they open those locations you were talking about, we'll see if it's really kind of the novelty of it all and the sales do well in the first few months and then peter out. Or, you know, if it's going to make some real cosmic fans out there. Next up, the U.S. economy kept its growth streak going, with the GDP up 3.3% over the fourth quarter. The rate of growth was slow compared to the third quarter, but still exceeds forecasters' expectations. And finally, we reach Subway. Subway's cost-cutting plan to add automatic deli slicers to 20,000 locations isn't exactly working out, with franchises claiming that they're wasting more food and that cleaning the machines is way more work. Have you visited a Subway location where they had an auto slicer in the past few months? No, I actually haven't been in such a long time. It's to the point where I've convinced myself anew that like it's going to be so good 
because it's been so long. It's going to be like my first time back <laughs> yeah. at Subway. So we'll see. I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> but I have not seen this in action. When I read this, I was like, oh, so this means employees are going to have to slice by hand every time instead of these machines. Mm-hmm. I guess this ultimately does mean they are buying it pre-sliced and that that is a much more expensive move. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it was such a nightmare, especially for the fact that I'm sure they had to figure out how to train all these employees to use an automatic deli slicer because somebody's got to put it on and somebody's got to take care of it and maintain it. So that was probably another hurdle. And considering how many locations Subway has, I've seen Subways in the craziest places. <laughs> Every town oh, yeah. in America, there is a Subway somewhere. And I'm not talking about the train. I'm talking about the sandwiches. Well, it does seem like that means that people everywhere are going to have an opportunity to buy a not-quite-working deli slicing machine on the cheap. Yeah, so So check out Craigslist in your area, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right, on to the main story of the day. The big story today is all about some aspirational immortality from our favorite billionaires. Investments are being thrown left and right into cryonics, and the idea of preserving one's life and wealth beyond the limits of this mortal plane. Uh, Ben, what's the scoop here? Where are we starting off? Well, I mean, this is a story like so many of the other ones we cover. It is the tale of the uber-wealthy working to bend the world to their will. The one difference with this one is that we're doing it a lot more literally in that we are talking about rich folks' actual final wills and testament. So we couldn't really help ourselves when we saw this story in Mother Jones' latest issue. It offered up this amazing combo. We already know very well about the 1% obsessions with freezing themselves to theoretically be thought out and return to the land of the living. Right. We also know about the 1% efforts to maintain their wealth when put up against taxes and regulations and those other things that again, also bound the rest of us like death, and they find their ways around. What the story really did was offer a glimpse into the center of that Venn diagram, which is this effort to protect wealth in the case that you've been cryogenically frozen and are eventually revived. And, you know, you need a little cash to reestablish yourself as a living being. So... We definitely had to dig into this because how could we not? What an extremely specific topic. Like I'm sure a lot of people will find this fascinating, but only a specific amount of people will find this useful. That's fair. And (laughs) we will also note, given that the technology to do this doesn't exist and may never exist, perhaps nobody ever will, but there are a lot of people willing to pay money for it right now. Mm -hmm. So you're going to find a little industry. And what we found in that industry is kind of murky or at least untested. Mm -hmm. And again, we may never see it tested, but there's so many complexities here to how you can preserve your wealth as a frozen thing. But that's a popsicle of a person. (laughs) We're not going to hit all those complexities in just a few minutes, but here's the basic story. Let's say you've got this pool of wealth and you are convinced that 500 years from now, you're going to be awoken through this great newfangled life extension technology. When you're arisen, you're going to need money. And you died rich, you're not going to want to come back poor. So you're going to need some sort of trust set up. Here's the problem. Today, trusts need a couple things. They need a viable entity to accept those assets. Mm -hmm. To create an entity typically requires like an actual living being behind them, not like an ice pop. Yes. There are also pesky laws 
to protect against perpetuities. Most states cap the terms of trust at 90 years, which again is not helpful if you're leaning on theoretical advancements that are potentially hundreds of years off. Right. So, John, what do you think happens next? Well, um, there's got to be some sort of insurance on this, right? I mean, kind of, maybe. I think nobody quite knows what to do. But what we're going to focus on is something called a cryonic suspension trust, which has been developed by a lawyer in my lovely birthplace of Scottsdale, Arizona, which is home to the leading freezing facility, Alcor, which I think has about 225 frozen people and some pets in wait right now, hoping to return. And it's a hell of a process. It's also an expensive process, by the way. I'm sure. I think the whole body starts at 200K. Just the brain alone, I think, starts at 80K, which in many cases, the people who are drawn to this, they've got it and they've got a lot more. And so they're trying to figure out these workarounds. And this lawyer has built this thing called a cryonic suspension trust. And how it works, I don't even know fully. (laughs) You can only work around so many different things. This is a mess. Like you've got different case studies here where someone has put essentially like a digital copy of like someone's mind has been uploaded into a bionic person. Can that pass as like a true receptor for this money? Yeah, that's a great question posed. Yeah. So we just kind of keep seeing these efforts to like lobby and change these limits that currently bound trusts. And the fact that they haven't been tested in court makes you just really unsure. But we'll kind of talk through what is recommended by this lawyer. One is there is an accumulation trust, which is backed by life insurance and the assets kind of grow. But then how do you get it back? That part is not clear. Apparently, there are things called dynasty trusts where you can essentially stipulate that down the road, if like the corpse is revived, rights can be reverted to them. Again, that hasn't been tested in court. There's also like a lot of weird things to figure out in terms of like, is this the same person? Is it an entirely new person? What does that mean for inheritance taxes? It's crazy. It's really murky, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're going to see someone like this lawyer. I mean, he said he's created about 100 of these cryonic suspension trusts, Mm. which do they hold up? I'm going to guess no. It just doesn't seem like it would. But if you're going to the extent of freezing yourself, you're going to take a gamble. And this seems to be maybe one of the best gambles in that it's someone who's actually putting time to trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Something else about this is that when you freeze yourself, I guess you do entrust this lawyer or whoever you have to ensure that you do have wealth when you wake up and I don't know, however many years. So it is quite the gamble you're taking to wake up and be rich again, potentially. But something else that I'm curious about here is being able to invest in stocks and then freeze yourself and then come back in 50 years and reap all the benefits. But it just happened in a day because you're still alive. So there have to be some regulations around that. And I'm sure a lot of this sounds like it's preemptive and preparational for things that may actually not even work at the end of the day. Yeah, it like kind of all sets up this question of like, can you be your own heir? Yeah. And this is obviously something we're going to have to worry about someday as we will one day be lavishly wealthy. But I think that at this point, all I can say is it's funny. Yes. I think even Peter Thiel, who's one of the most prominent 
cryonic superfans who's definitely committed to go in the full mile with all of this, he's said he's not convinced that this is ever going to work. But it's just really interesting theoretically sure. to think about it, to know that there is this slight cottage industry building up right now with someone trying desperately to find the right loophole. And I will note that if you are going down this road, probably would trust this lawyer because he's doing it for himself too. He did acknowledge ultimately that he is also going to be putting his brain on ice. Wow. If anyone's going to find out, someone who has more than skin in the game, I think is just his whole head straight away. That is a sci-fi comedy if I've ever heard it. You wake up in 500 years with your lawyer that promised you that you'd be rich at that time. And that is going to do it for us today. Thank you for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show on this Friday. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email, and we'll see you Sunday. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan and Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.